So I'm recording about now. Okay, so I'm Dean Dampney from Nature Mind, Holistic Counseling and Psychotherapy. I've got a couple of friends and fellow, um, fellow amazing people that have deep insights into so many things with me here on Zoom. I'm going to introduce them to you in a second. I'll allow them to introduce themselves to you guys in a second. Uh, but just to preface that brief, briefly, today's topic is all about masculinity and femininity, about gender. And we've got absolutely no structure to where this is going to go, but I imagine it's going to be quite a ride. So I'm going to hand you over to Di Black to introduce herself. Oh, hi, I'm Diana Black and uh, my practice is Zenith Holistic Counselling and Psychotherapy and I operate from my rooms in Mollymook but at the moment have been all over lockdown, have been doing a lot of consultations via Zoom and uh, I trained in psychology first and then disillusioned with that, crossed over to holistic counselling and psychotherapy from the Medivision Institute and learnt more in those two years, I think, than I did in the five years it took me to get through a psychology degree. So that's, that's about me at the moment. Thanks, Di. Hey, guys. I'm Chad Taylor. I work... My business is uh, Holistic Approach Counselling and Psychotherapy on the south coast of New South Wales. Uh, I too studied at Metavision Institute and believe it was an amazing experience and has, has made me the therapist that, that I am today. Uh, I see people via Zoom, I see people in person, I see people at the beach and considering today's topic seems very relevant with almost all my clients at the moment in the current climate. Um, I'm looking forward to what this little podcast brings. Mm, awesome. Thanks, Chad. Yeah, I find too that it's, it's extremely relevant to me and to, to my personal experience with how my life's unfolding. Um, I'm falling back on my constructs of what it means to be masculine um, with relation to the feminine, particularly a lot at the moment. And I'm finding that I'm attracting clients that are... Um, bringing to me and experiencing themselves a lot of things that are relevant in that field as well. So yeah, it's in the field. There's a lot of stuff in the socials that are um, bringing, bringing light to it. Uh, it's a really, really interesting subject and one that I think that we can gain a huge amount from uh, deepening our understanding. And I'm wondering if you guys, Di and Chad, is there, is there a certain aspect or anything that comes up more predominantly than others right now for you guys. So, um, yeah, Chad speaking, I, I'm seeing it a lot in my relationship counselling. I'm seeing this kind of imbalance of, of masculine and feminine energy. And it's majority of the women that are coming to me complaining that their men aren't man enough. <laughs> um, but they're sick of... Mm. They're sick of holding the, holding the house together and that, that, that uh, they feel like they've got an extra child in the house, you know, and, um, and, and when I'm kind of unpacking this with clients, I believe it's, it's due to a lack of healthy male role models and no one really explaining to us males what, what it is to be a man as we're growing up. So that's kind of what I'm seeing in my field at the moment. That's interesting, Chad. I'm I'm probably speaking more to the to the male clients in, in that equation uh, in relationship with women and um, wondering what's going wrong with their relationships. Di, I'm going to bring you in as the woman amongst us and. Now, tell me if this is too big a question, but what does it mean from your perspective to be in our masculine as men? That's a big one, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you have your stereotype 
image of what it is on a physical level to be masculine and then you have the qualities of masculinity and uh will i speak from what what i my i guess i'll speak from my own interpretation um i think in my younger years my perception of what was masculine was very um find a based so from an evolutionary perspective i think i was attracted to males that it was purely biological it was just a physical attraction and possibly my biology was recognizing quality in a male that i found attractive which would ensure that things would get hot and spicy i guess you know you'd be passionate and you would hopefully procreate because that is what nature's intention is is just to suck you into perpetuating this human race <laughs> so that was what my my perception was very shallow and possibly just led by my groin and um then now um totally different now that i've experienced that part of my life I think masculinity became totally different because I recognized that that personality did not meet my needs and I felt very alone and they appeared really aloof and um I couldn't connect so then I seeked and sought out a partner unconsciously I think who provided that who was comfortable with their had already experienced a lot in life and was in touch with their femininity and was able to connect with me on that emotional level which then became absolutely essential for me in a relationship rather than just having someone attractive and i think that works both ways i think males have the same experience early in life in their is when they're procreating i'm going to ramble so cut me off <laughs> uh, that, that was that was perfect and really really interesting so what that does for me is begs a question as to if we're in in the masculine finding ourselves um being having having women who are attracted to us or if women are attracted not reframe it if women are finding a certain male is attractive does that mean that he's an attractive from a sexual perspective from a um you know from that chemical sexual bonding perspective that i guess i heard you say is that you know is that because that male is in his masculine do you think oh i see what you mean yeah well i guess because your instinctive biology is going to choose somebody that you know you feel that you can depend on to look after you while you're vulnerable bearing children and look after your children so you would look for physical strength it would be unconscious you know you would choose these qualities so masculinity what i i mean it's all in the eye of the beholder i'm sure but what i found attractive was possibly your classic Brad Pitt type you know back then Yeah that's that's yeah that and that makes perfect sense. And what I'm hearing dies sorry to interrupt did you want to continue there? No. Okay cool. So um basically as far as as far as that goes does that mean that it's it is really masculine to be physically strong um so as to be able to provide for you know for that situation for for raising our kids potentially for looking after after the woman you know is that something that as men we perhaps should be striving for no because as i said before i mean it may produce beautiful healthy children but often that level obviously that level of attraction isn't um complete so i think in your immaturity as a woman you choose that but as a more much if you know if you've be, if you're more educated or more advanced in years you choose something that is going to satisfy all of you you don't just 
you know, you, you have a more intelligent um, approach to it. You're not so, I think I was immature in that area. But it yeah. does produce, from, from a nature point of view, it produces your healthy offspring. But um, with, like, for instance, in my situation, my children all got 20-20 vision and I've got really bad eyesight. I've got, you know, it, it was an improvement genetically. But it didn't survive because emotionally my needs weren't met. So, Di, do you think then the ideal package as a young woman would be to, to find yourself attracted to, to the guy who's physically strong that, um, you know, that provides that, that sexual attraction for you but is also masculine in the form of being in touch with his feminine? Yes. To put it in what I've always said to people is, you know, basically as a young woman, I think what you, you know, or what you're looking at for is your sensitive new age, sensitive new age guy with a touch of Rambo. You know what I mean? It's basic. It's like, it's a, it, you know, you need to have both basically. You need to, to have a good lasting relationship, but ultimately communication wins the day. Okay. The lack of, lack of communication and the lack of, the male being not fearful of embracing their feminine side and the female expecting the man to, to um, fill her or make her happy instead of the woman having the power, which comes often more you know, later with maturity, of finding their own happiness. Thanks so much, Di. Chad, you've been sitting there patiently. No, I know that that mind's working at a thousand k's an hour right now. But let me touch on communication as a little segue for you to, to touch on yourself. Let me know. What do you think about all of this? What do you think about Di's comments for a start? Um, yeah, I think they're, they're very relevant. But I also think um, there's been a big shift in generations mm. and that from what I'm seeing and experiencing most women had to become the masculine role of the house. They had to look after the house. They had to keep the house together due to the fact of, you know, and this stems right back to, you know, we're talking first world war, second world war when the men kind of left the house and then people predominantly came raised by their mothers. And I know what I'm saying in a lot of the men that I see, you know, I see the women first generally, and then I see the man or I see them together. And it's almost like most relationships, what I'm experiencing are men are seeking like another mother figure. They've never actually been taught what it is to be a man, what it is to be masculine. What is masculinity? You know, and, and most of the houses that they've come, the households they've come from was, it's like they're a, in, in their relationships, they're a, eight-year-old boy seeking approval. You know, that's what I'm seeing all the time. It's almost flipped the other way from what Di experienced to this sensitive new yeah. age guy movement. And it's almost gone full circle where it's gone too far the other way. You know, obviously masculine and feminine energy, they're just energies. You know, we, we all have masculine and feminine energy inside of us. And predominantly through, throughout the ages, it was, you know, the man seem to have the masculine, more masculine energy inside them and the woman had the more feminine energy inside them. But what I'm saying is it's, it's almost polar switched. It's like the pendulum was so far one way for so long. And if I'm completely truthful, I feel like it's the men that have, you know, the men throughout the time that have created this by, you know, wanting all the power and I'm wanting to kind of, you know, women to submit to them, you know, and, and not making things equal. It's almost like this goes back thousands of years. You know, the pendulum's been so far out one way. And in the last hundred years, we've had a massive consciousness shift with feminist movements and stuff like that. And the pendulum's almost gone from what I'm experiencing around me. And even with young, with young men, you know, like I've got an 18 year old that I work with at the moment and, um, the topic of discussion for him is that all his friends 
are really angry at their fathers for being doormats and not teaching them what it was to be a man. And they're, they're saying, you know, and, and the women, the young women also seem to be having the same thing where they're losing respect for their dads. You know, I'm seeing so much. It's not just in the, the 30 and 40-year-old relationship counselling that's coming to me. It's in, it's in all genders, you know, and it, it's almost like it's switched so far that we don't know as humans where we are. You know, and, and I feel like in a way, you know, healing this wound is going to be finding what is masculine and feminine inside of each of us, you know, as in each person trying to, you know, whether they are biologically male or whether they are bi biologically female, trying to get some sort of balanced energy and, you know, at times play the masculine role and at times play the feminine role, you know, because from the stuff that I've, I've been influenced by, it's all talking about there needs to be an arc. There needs to be a masculine and feminine polarity for sexual attraction to happen. A bit like, I suppose, even the act of sex itself, you know, where there's the pursuer, the, the more dominant one, and then the pursuer. And, and if those kind of, if those roles change throughout the sexual act, where one, you know, the woman might be more sort of powerful at one point in the sexual act and then the men might be more powerful. Where if it's always the same way, it gets pretty boring and mundane. You know, and, and I'm even observing that in, in friends of mine who are, who are same-sex couples, be it male or be it female. They're, you know, two kind of, two masculine dominant female, in a female couple. Um, seem to create a DV type experience where they're both, they're like two animals in the world, both trying to be masculine and both trying to overpower the other. And there's no, there's no dance, I suppose I'd call it. There's no dance of playing the feminine role and playing the masculine role. And then therefore there seems to be these two animals hit, butting heads in the wild. And, you know, there's been, I worked in domestic violence for a while and a lot of this seemed to happen there, even in same sex couples and the same with the men. If there was two, two of the Rambos that Di spoke about, all the macho, stereotypical men paired up as a couple, they, were, they seemed to always be DV, you know? And it's just got me really thinking about, you know, and especially for me having two daughters, you know, and being the primary carer of one daughter. Like, what is, what is my role as a man? How do I teach them what a healthy, you know, safe male role model is? And, and the last thing I'll finish on is, is that communication that I spoke about, you know, from what a lot of my clients are, you know, it's this whole giving too much communication is actually fizzing out relationships because to the female there's no, there's no pursuing, there's no, it kind of it makes it too monotonous where we're kind of taught to not to reply, you know, to reply to a text and think about the other person and meet all their needs. And then it seems like that's actually not what's, what's proving to be healthy, happy relationships. So for me, it's just got me really questioning how do I move forward to help my, help my clients, be it young, be it, you know, females, be it males. And even, even this whole thing about, you know, there's a lot of young women at the moment um, partaking in this whole idea of choking in sex, you know, like they want to be choked in sex. And I was under the understanding it probably came from porn, but from more what I'm finding out with these young people I'm walk, working with and I'm talking, you know, high school age kids, it seems to be that these, these girls are unconsciously like Di said because 95% of what we do is unconscious really until we don't, until we make the unconscious conscious, are craving a dominant male role model. But they're going about it the wrong way through some sort of physical act or physicality to them, a man that grabs them around the throat is actually, you know, they're feeling safe and like pursued and dominant. So I guess for me, it's just really what I'm here for and researching and learning and trying to give to the world is to try and work out, well, how do we, how do we move forward and become more balanced individuals, no matter what body we're trapped in for the greater of humanity, the next generations and to have healthy, happy, harmonious, you know, sexual, safe relationships.
Wow, fantastic, Joan. I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing that I heard and am reasonably sure about what your what your answer will be, but I'm gonna ask you out loud. Do you relate the dominant masculine to being the pursuer in in a perfect scenario as opposed to the the pursuee? Um, and I know we're talking about you know points along the along the, the spectrum between masculinity and femininity, but in, in the polar extremes is a pursuer, um, ideally the, the masculine in his masculine and in his dominant. Is that, is that what you're suggesting? From what I'm experiencing, yeah, I would say the best concept I've been able to come up with is that, you know, the masculine is this penetrating kind of energy you know, call it dominant, call it, you know, it, and it, but it sets up like a safe, a safe kind of container. It sets up this safe container where the feminine energy feels safe and can go about its business inside that. It's, um, it's, a, it's a safe place that, but also the feminine energy knows that the masculine energy is kind of penetrating it. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant. What, keeps on coming to the forefront of the conversations that I'm having around this and, and the research that I'm conducting um, is again, as you said, that, that container that ideally we're holding as men in our masculine. And again, the, the word safety keeps on coming up as well. So being that container of safety and the word penetrative comes up again and again as well. And, you know, I guess we, you know, perhaps, um, have a leniency to associate that with sexuality, but it's it's much more so than that when I when I make it in reference to to masculinity, um, and what that does is it draws this this bridge to to the greater uh, greater elements of what we are, which is these energies, as you said again. So the penetrative, energetic presence of the masculine. Is, is this container that provides safety, but it also, and now this is where the obscenities, like we talked about before we start with press record die, are going to come in, but it's a, it's a phrase I really, really appreciated from uh, someone that was speaking on masculinity and something that I was listening to, and he was like, the masculine penetratively just fucks the vitality into life. And that's where, you know, basically just, gives gives life and it's obviously not taken away from the feminine in their um in their way of of having vitality and, and life in themselves but it's a it's a different energetic way of movement of of interaction from the masculine to the feminine and so i guess that's what it feels like we're here to do right now is to actually uh really nut out no pun intended what it means to be in that masculine energy um, versus the feminine, I'm biased as a man because I I'm selfishly hoping to understand it more clear for myself um, and, and obviously for the benefit of those around me, um, particularly the feminine that, you know, hopefully that in, in this harmonisation, in this harmony, we can um, build, you know, better and better relationships and for our, for our kids and their relationships. Die, Rambo, physicality, um, the communicator, um, you know, the snag, the sensitive new age guy. How does that all roll into this picture of penetrative energetic awareness of the masculine for you out of interest? I'm just reflecting on what you've both said and what keeps coming up for me is it is these young kids need to be taught. You know, we're not taught this stuff. This is part, should be part of the curriculum that, I mean, I, as a 19 year old, I think around that age realized maybe even younger that I, when you become conscious and you become an I, you know, is neither female nor male. And when you become aware of that and then lift, if you can lift yourself up to a perspective 
of awareness. Um, I mean, there's a book, basic book, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus or the other way around. I can't remember. I remember reading that years ago and thinking, well, you know, that's actually true. We don't understand. We're actually biologically different species. And I think men have been um, deprived through their, through being forced, especially with the Industrial Revolution and everything, being forced to be the provider in the past and being a slave to the economy, basically, and having to deal with all that, that material world, lost their, or they maybe they never had it, but they lost their... Um, their experience of soul, basically, and the woman was able to continue that and be in touch with her feminine or her um, her spiritual side and be the wisdom and the, the grounding of the relationship. And then I think women, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but I want to... Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Um, so the, the woman has then gone, I need to find my power because I'm feeling useless and I don't have a purpose and I'm just this accessory sort of thing. So they then sort of found their own power and, like Chad was saying, became the masculine. And so they were, we were doing the job and the mothering and the housework and everything and then that's how the... The man, I've heard other men say it, they feel emasculated by their wives or their partners and that they, my partner says it to me, he says I, every time, you know, you raise, women raise the hoop, you know, they raise the, the, the playing field. Guys just get the hang of what's expected and then the bar's raised. So if it's not the new house, it's got to be the new lounge and then the bathroom's got to be done. You know, it's just, but... If you are somebody that is conscious and you are totally comfortable in your sexuality, in your own skin, in your body, in your relationship with life, I think, I think the attachment to material things has a lot to do with this. And I see a lot of people, women especially, thinking that this is the answer to happiness and men having to go out and work to provide these things, and that's not what that's not what I see as masculine at all. <laughs> For me, someone who meets me without fear is a man and who can cry and who can be in touch with their feelings and listen to me, which is which is the feminine side, but also allows me to explore my strength and my power there's no there should be no power i mean if you can find a relationship where the power doesn't exist and that you are free to be who you are then that is what we need to help kids and relationships achieve is actually acknowledging the the right of that other person who whose destiny has got their own destiny and you have no right to interfere with that no matter what happens, basically. Your, your purpose in that relationship is to support them become, to become their ideal self. And that's what kids need to learn. It's not about, what's that book, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey and getting it, you know. It, that is so, I was really shocked when I read that. I thought this is going to lead a generation of kids into thinking that this is what love is. This is, you know, intimacy, intimacy on all levels is what love is to me. Mm. Sorry. You are not allowed to <laughs> apologise. <laughs> One more apology and you're actually out. Sorry. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, that's perfect. You know, again, just to summarize really, really briefly, I, I'm hearing, you know, that fearlessness with respect to the role of the masculine is, uh, is something that you see from the feminine is, is a positive thing that you'd like to see come into that relationship and also the ability to cry. So we've got the sense of new age guy there that can communicate freely, can be free with his emotions. Um, I'm going to put words in 
your mouth and suggest that perhaps the Rambo physique is not nearly as high up the agenda regardless of age potentially, but we are really, as, as I understand it, gearing towards the masculine representing strength and that strength, um, again, for the sake of um, inciting conversation and, and you know, I guess you know, top, just to dance around a little bit to see what we all think together and see what can come from this is a strength or a conviction of, of who we are in the masculine. There's a steadiness, there's a, the metaphor of the masculine being the rock and the feminine being the water that tumbles over them. So I also heard beyond that, that the masculine can allow the feminine to, to be more whole. Um, actually, what I heard is allow the individual to be more whole. Um, coming from you as, as a woman, I, I you know, interpreted that as being the masculine allowing the feminine to become more, more whole in, in their femininity as well. And so you know, the question I've got beyond what strength really is from the masculine or what we think about strength in reference to the rock is what is it to be feminine as well? What is it that we um, are becoming more of in our feminine uh, as the masculine steps deeper into his role. I know that was a lot, Di, so I can, I can break that down as well. And Chad, obviously step in as well if you'd like to, like to provide an answer or a thought on that. Please jump in, Chad. Just on, I was just uh, love what Di just spoke to, you know, because um, we, this has been conditioned in Western culture through society. This isn't the man's fault and this isn't, the woman's fault you know this is just the way it is and I just noticed I used that word intimacy you know and, and the breakdown of that word you know into me I see you know I feel like you know relationships are here to make me conscious and relationships are here to make me grow and if one person holds all the power and the other person becomes in theory powerless or a doormat be it in a male body, beating a female body. Both people in that interaction, in that partnership, suffer from from my experience. You know, and, and just touching on that, you know, do I use the word to be free of fear? You know, a lot of my clients who kind of want to ask, when I really ask the men or the the young males, you know, what's what's kind of what's the advice that male role models in your life have given you like what is it to be a man you know like what do you what is your role or like what is it to be a man whether that's a man to your sister whether that's as you get older whether it's a man to your mother whether it's a man to a partner whether it's a man to your children what is it and none of them could give me any other advice except one line which I've heard time and time again was actually spoke to me growing up, which was happy wife, happy life. You know, that's, that's the best we're getting. And then I just, that really made me think when I talked about the whole fear thing, you know, in other words, we're so fearful that if we upset our wives or we upset our partners, that they're not going to be happy and then things are going to go bad. So we almost, you know, give all our power away to keep the peace. I think it's sort of clear to me now what I imagine would be attractive to a male in a woman would be a woman who's, okay, if we're speaking just on a... Somebody who actually knows themselves and is comfortable in their own skin. So my, what I find attractive and what I would describe as masculinity is a man who knows himself and is not swayed, who, has, who is centred and is not following the crowd, has his own thoughts and beliefs and values. That is attractive to me anyway as a female. And that's always applied, even, you know, that was, you know, you, you are attracted to that. And I would assume, and also confident in, in touch with their instincts, 
sexually too, you know. If a man's just naturally, you know, not prescribed by some bloody porn video, but just what expressing what they're feeling honestly and it's instinctive and it's not awkward, you know. So, and I would assume as a male that would be attractive in a woman too, that they are, they know who they are. They're not swayed by the magazines and the, well, that's, you know, my opinion. But I would find that attractive in a female if, if or anyone actually, <laughs> you know, um, if, if they are just, you know, centred and think, thinking individuals and not swayed by the crowd and in touch with their and comfortable in their own sexuality and body, whatever it is, whatever it is, whether it be male to male, female to female, hetero, whatever, comfortable with it. I think that's attractive for somebody who knows themselves. So, I'm, I'm really excited with that yep. answer, Di. It feels like, um, yeah, we're able to tease that, that great clarity out of you through the course of um, this conversation so far. That you know, felt really, really clear from you, and I, I align myself with those beliefs as well. Um, I've got a couple of questions around it to you specifically is, um, in, the, in the masculine, in the representation of the masculine, in that... Uh, steadiness, centeredness, um, knowingness of themselves in oneself, in the masculine. How does that uh, relate to emotionality, energy in motion, emotionality um, from the masculine? Is you know, can a can a bloke can a can a guy? Um, be all of those things and emotional at the same time or are they is emotionality the realm of the feminine no they can be all those things and to me that is em embracing their feminine side because they haven't got any conditioning or they're not ruled by any peer pressure to behave as a man they just behave the way they want to be and if they want to go into the bedroom and put on a dress and do that for the day, well, that's all right too. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? If they, whatever, whatever, whatever is true, own, you know, being, knowing their own truth and honouring that, that is really attractive, I think, in a person, in a person. I, I love that answer. I love that clarity as well. Chad, let me ask you then, um, you gave an example of, or you, you made the comment that men these days are more geared to please um, the, the women in their life or the partner that's, uh, you know, I guess, closer towards the feminine uh, pole of the spectrum. How do we actually achieve uh, really strong relationships? How do we actually achieve that ascension in union with, um, with that partnership? Um, and, and honour ourselves at the same time because, you know, basically what I heard too is that in pleasing um, the feminine from, uh, from the role that we're playing as men these days culturally, we're less likely to be honouring ourselves. We're, we've lost ourselves, I think was the term that you used. How do, we, how do we tick all these boxes or is this one of those boxes that we just need to to remove from the equation, I guess, you know, poking the bear a little bit, is it the box of pleasing the woman? Do we not worry about pleasing the woman anymore? Or is this the paradox? Again, a big question. What's, what have you got to say about that one? I know you've got a good answer for me. Yeah, very, very con controversial uh, question there, Dean, but <laughs> I, I am experiencing it from, um, from the women that they're tired. They're tired of playing the man role. They're tired of playing the masculine role. So it's not just about what do we need to do as a man or, you know, it's, it's, almost, it's almost like the man's got to step up and, in a way, step up a certain extent and, you know, the women need to feel safe enough to step down and feel held. I'm, I'm not seeing, in what I'm seeing in the counselling sessions, 
it isn't like the women have just come along and wanted to do this to men. It's unfortunate through, you know, as I talked about the industrial revolution, wars, fly in, fly out employment, long hours, the material world that we live in. Unfortunately, men have been removed from the house and then women have had to step up. And from what I'm seeing, they're tired, you know, and, and even in my personal counselling sessions with clients, it's almost like when the woman comes in, she's kind of like, I just want him to fucking man up. I need a break. I just need him to man up so I can actually take a breather off, take the kids out for a day, help me out. I don't want another kid in the house. And then the men will come in. And before they've even walked in the door, they're asking for a box of tissues because they're so emotional, they're so in touch with their feminine side and they're crying before they've even sat down. They'll pull out a piece of paper where they've written down everything they want to change in their relationship and pretty much what they're saying is, I just want to be accepted. I don't know what to do. I'm giving her everything that I think she wants and it's still not enough. I don't know what, I don't know what to do. So it's almost conditioned that none of us know what to do in these roles. So in what you were saying was I feel like it's more getting this conversation out into the world. Like Di said, maybe having having groups, um, you know, that whole, you know, a lot of cultures and Indigenous cultures and things like that did sort of a men's business and a women's business and, and things like that. And I feel like that may might have been an initiation, you know, an initiation into how do we make this work? You know, how do we make this work? Unfortunately, you know, whatever we're doing at the moment isn't working. Divorce rates are higher than ever. Stress is higher than ever. Happiness is higher, you know, is low, is lower than ever. Mental health's higher than ever. Single parent households are, are higher than ever. And the women are left holding everything, you know. So I just wanted to say, you know, I know we're getting towards the end of this. This isn't a, the women have created this problem at all. From my point of view, this is a, okay, we're in this hole now. How do we get out as both, you know, and like Di said, you know, we, I believe that we're here, you know, as on earth to evolve and that this is part of the process of, okay, well, how do we embody our masculine and feminine in each individual? So that's, yeah, I, I will just say something I researched the other day was, you know, like for me, underneath our humanness, biologically, we could probably say most things say that we're animals underneath all that, the, the instincts and everything that we, we go through animals. And there was a case study done in India where there was a bunch of young male juvenile elephants and they were coming into the town and terrorising the town night after night after night. And in the end, they got an elephant specialist in and they tried to work out what was going on. For some reason, there was no healthy, mature males in the pack at all. So they helicoptered in three mature males and within two days, it all stopped and apparently the herd just went back to being a herd. So what I'm saying there is I feel like we need, you know, men need to step up and have a bit more leadership and take a bit of the pressure off but then they also have to do it with that strong, safe, respectful energy that the, act that the women feel safe enough to let their guard down and feel held. You know, I feel like everyone's tired. Men are feeling tired about being emasculated and women are feeling tired about having to take on the role of everything. Yeah, thank you so much for your clarity and you know, your, your penetrative insights within everything that you said, that, that means a lot to me. Thanks, man. That was really awesome. Um, yeah, to step up, to, um, to take charge in the masculine. Again, your really, really brief summary. Uh, hopefully it facilitates the, the feminine to, to step and move uh, in dissension, I've heard it, you know, recently referred to, you know, the masculine is um, in a, an ascension. We're not now talking spiritually, but the, the feminine you know, is potentially the wild and um, the wild ride of, of everything. And to be able to descend into that 
and, and to become all of that, to, to embrace and embody all of those, those feelings it is what I am um, learning is, is to be feminine and it's for the masculine to step up, take charge and go, yeah, you're so held in all of that, in all of that beauty. And really what's super important in my understanding about those two notions is that when that union can happen in a, in a really healthy way, what comes from the, the feminine which is everything, it's the ocean, it's the divine, it's the universe, it is divine wisdom. And, you know, that again, the paradox, if only we knew as men, you're asking all these questions, hey, you know, can I, what, what can I do to help? If we just basically took charge, understood who we are, who we're meant to be, uh, and, and provided that energetic, penetrative force, beautiful feminine, the divine, universal, everything of the feminine can be everything that she's allowed to be, which gives us, all of us, men and women, this pure wisdom to evolve. Um, and, and with pure wisdom, pure ascending, ever ascensional descending, whatever the word is, evolutionary energy, we, we gain contentness. We, we become more loving. We become more joyful. We become more content. And yeah, you know, that's that's harmony. We are in the collective, all completely interconnected. And yeah, this discussion is just one of of you know the the infinite amount of discussions that hopefully will allow us to fine tune how we harmonise vibrationally better um, as time goes on. Di, that's that's my <laughs> that's my summary right there. But I I realised I sucked in a fair bit of oxygen. In, in giving that out, I'm wondering, would, would you like to speak you know, from the feminine, but in, in relation to anything? Yeah, right um, what I meant by communication, though, I meant communication means instead of the man coming in, and the man isn't, it, it tends to, a lot of men tend to be aloof rather than to actually allow the the woman in so they don't know so if a man comes in and goes you know i'm feeling broken i can't do this anymore i need to go and have solitude or have some space and the woman has to handle that because and vice versa the woman is seeking the solitude to find themselves again so it's a loss of self in the relationship and that's you know you can be compromising both ways out of self out of existence so this is what i mean by communication is you have to let the other person know what your needs are instead of trying to be the hero or the, the best woman you can be or the best man you can be you need to be speak your truth and i mean in my relationship i think the best moment was and i felt the air drop to the ground was when i spoke my truth and said i'm I can't do this anymore. This is it. This is it. I've, I can't do this anymore. And that, and you really actually mean it and the person gets it and it might make everything really heavy and depressing, but it's the truth. And that opens the moment then for the other person to say, you know what, I'm really struggling too or whatever. And then they might actually see one another and may be able to repair the damage with help. You know, counselling is really a good thing for, the, for couples in that situation to have somebody just to say, do you hear her? Do you hear him? Or same-sex couples, what, you know, her, her. It's just listening to the other person and helping them to grow instead of it being this lost trying to find something to satisfy. It's a deeper yearning. It's a deeper yearning that they're both having and they're blaming the other person for that hollow feeling in themselves. Mm, thank you so much. Yeah, certainly taking ownership of, of our feelings and, and speaking, uh, I guess, living, being authentic, living authentically um, and fearlessly. Fearlessly is, I think, with respect to everything but communication in this case between between it, 
one another in relationship is, is so important. We, I think we do get quite um, caught up in, in trying once again, as a man anyway, this is um, my understanding that as men, we're largely uh, geared towards trying to please. And so we do hold back our truths and it, it comes at the expense of everybody. Instead of taking leadership with our authentic beliefs as to you know, what we really feel um, is the case in that given moment in time. And you know, understanding too that we are all emotional and we do have our ups and downs and we do, do change our views, but sitting with that um, from, again, the masculine perspective and, and understanding exactly the line that we represent and being authentic with the communication there to, yeah, to facilitate the best relationships we can. And of course, from the feminine as well, to be, to be clear communicators is such a, such a bonus in relationship. It's um, the, the only other last thing I've got to say is that I feel, and maybe it's for another discussion that, that the feminine is a more instinctive way of being uh, for, for women than what it is to be masculine for men. I, reiterating what you alluded to in the beginning of this chad we we've all lost our way but i really feel like men have got um next to no real guidance and unfortunately as men i don't feel like we're as instinctively attuned to what it means to to be in, in ourselves uh, in this case in the masculine so yeah i think the more that we can you know have these discussions and hopefully the more that this discussion um, inspires others to do the same uh, the, the further along that line towards ascension in, in union <laughs> um, we can get so yeah thanks so much Di I just can't express enough gratitude to you for your deep insights and, and your clarity and your beautiful femininity and your beautiful wisdom that you've brought to this I really really appreciate it and likewise Chad I am um, yeah I've, I've always known that everything that you represent is, is with such great clarity and great depth of insight as well. And the way that you communicated all of that uh, for me landed really, really clearly and resonated completely as well. And I, I've got no doubt that you know, both what you said and what Di said and you know, whatever little token-esque bits of summarization I was able to provide as well, it's going to be able to provide, um, yeah, a, a bit to think about for people at the least and hopefully a lot more. So thanks so much guys. And yeah, let's maybe have another chat sometime soon. Sometime soon. Thanks Dean. Thanks Di. Thanks Chad. Thanks Dean. Thanks guys.